Hey everybody, welcome to another week of the Soccer Threat Podcast. I'm Dan Trader, I'm in po- another week, another month, it's a monthly thing these days, it feels like. Uh, I'm Dan Trader, I'm in Portland, Oregon. We thought we were going to get it all. We really, we wanted, you know, we made a point, we said everybody this weekend, you know, prioritize, get yourselves ready, put yourself in the mental state, but we lost one. We yep. lost one. Uh, Family first. Brian Palmer, I hope dinner, dinner's delicious. Uh... Eam, Eam always is. Don't let it taste too bitter tonight. Uh, Michael Samuelson is in Minneapolis. Oh, my God. So much has happened since our last podcast. Oh, my God. Uh, I feel like I'm in, uh, what is it, community? You got a haircut? I got I a think? haircut. Yeah, that happened. Yeah. I'm not even going to talk about that. Uh, I got a bunch of, I got a bunch of uh, you know, adult sports updates. Uh, the first is your boy... He's back. He's back on the soccer field. He made his triumphant return. All right. All right. Uh, on this past Monday uh, in a 5-4 wow. win. Unfortunately, my my goal streak, which has been you know going on for over a year oh, now. Oh, yeah. Years. It's over. A years-long goal streak. It's over. over. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, I, did, um, I did get run by once for the other team to score. Uh, nice. And I also passed the ball to the other team for them to score. Mm. Um, you should get sent for a milkshake. Yep. Yep. I mean, I was involved. You can't dispute that. I was involved. And I also probably most importantly did not tear my Achilles. Uh, there you go. So just absolutely thrilled about that. Uh, but yeah, ladies and gentlemen, he's going to work on Monday. He is going to work on Monday. (laughs) High fives all around. Yep. Yep. Well, and that gets to my, my second and much more interesting bit of news, uh, which I'm now on a broom ball team with my neighbor. Uh, Okay. I was just talking about broomball recently. Yeah, it is, man. So I, I, broomball is an amazing sport. It is an amazing sport, and I, I met, I googled it because I was like, "What? This sport is silly. Why does this sport exist?" And I just assumed it was like because it's so fun. But I assumed it was like you know a bunch of sixty-year-old former hockey players who were like, "How do we make non-hockey players look as stupid as possible?" We get them to run around on the ice with shoes on. They're so dumb. They'll just do it. But it's apparently like a real, there's like a real history to it. That is not that. Um, but the reason why your point about going to work the next day was so fitting is because after like the second game, one of my teammates said exactly that. They're like, the other team was just being a little too serious. And they're like, you know, we have jobs tomorrow. I was like, I, I'm in the right place. And there you um, go. We've also gotten our ass completely handed to us the last two weeks. We're in the most recreational league, uh, but the, <laughs> some of the other teams did not get the memo. What? You got to be training then. What are you guys doing? A little midweek uh, practice, please. No, it's like, uh, you know, there's only like one Sunday broomball league in all of Minneapolis, apparently. And so the people who just want to play every day, they're like, oh, right, I guess I guess we'll play. We're going to play in the C2 league this uh this Sunday because that's the only place we can get a decent game of room ball in. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, so that's a, that's a different level of Minnesota than I need. It's a lot of, a lot of, um, former hockey players. And, um, actually today we, we got smashed last week and it was annoying because the team was actually good. Uh, today though, was really annoying because the team we were playing against, you know, a bunch of grownups, people in their thirties, and they they had not one but two parents there. They had like a hockey dad who was like telling people what to do on the sideline, and then a hockey mom oh. who was taking photos of everything. And 
You know, it takes it takes Come a on. lot to get me to to care about losing in Broomball, but I was not thrilled at the end I, of this game. I am probably in no place to complain about that as I was chauffeured around by a set of parents this weekend for all of my wife's uh, birthday activities. So I mean, a, that's, very, that's just responsible parenting, you know, that was, designated yeah. driving. There's I nothing wrong with yeah. that. I mean, come on, broomball guy, grow up. But also, mom and dad, can I get a ride? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, broomball dad also, in this case, it was the opposite because it definitely seemed like he'd had a couple Miller lights before the game. It was really just reliving his glory years. I mean, you, yeah, exactly. I mean, have to assume. That's what the point of the league is. Come on. I'm the I'm po- not, the I'm point is for the, the 65-year-old dads to be able to drink a couple Miller lights and then pop off on the sidelines. Yeah. It is. I mean, it you're not wrong. A platform. It's all, it's all it, within it, the. It should be a platform for Miller Lite, right? That's just. It's true. I don't. I don't care who. It's 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 equivalent to a cornhole or bags or whatever you want oh, to call it. Yeah. I was gonna say it's the athletic equivalent of ice fishing. Like, <laughs> no, you're sure. just not that. If you're not that into ice fishing, then like broomball. Yeah. yeah exactly. it's fine. Yeah. yeah. Fine. Yeah. I cannot believe, Mike, that you are actively participating in two different men's adult or like well, sports leagues. The, the broomball is co-ed. Well, yes, adult still, anyway. Still. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like very impressive. I just very love impressive. sports, man. I mean, you guys love to run. I love team sports, and especially not very high level of competition. It just fits me <laughs> like a T. I prefer not to lose ten nothing two weeks in a row or two weeks in a row. But if that's what it you know, it's the cost of admission. You're out there, Mike. That's what's important. I'm out there. I'm falling on my butt. Amazing. Not tearing my Achilles. Doing everything. It's, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Uh, Colin Smith is in the swamp. It's, you know, I'm not having as good a week as Mike. That's all I can say. Uh, it's been Minnesota cold in, uh, in the swamp. And uh, my kid's been sick. And as a result of, you know general malaise and my kid being sick and me you know just being in general an idiot uh i cut off the tip of my finger this week what uh, whoa so that what was do you mean my favorite um uh, i think that's maybe that's a little strong i was using like a potato peeler and like if someone mm. was trying to remove your fit your fingerprint with a potato peeler mm. uh that's what i did to myself like okay. a, a real nice that doesn't sound chunk fun. of fingertip just a just just gone and as you can imagine when <laughs> it was like you know baby's crying and things everything's going on in the house and it's like colin make you know an apple and, <laughs> and my kid doesn't like to peel so i'm like trying to peel as fast as i can and now i'm spurting blood all over the kitchen and you know being like ah this freaking hurts so uh that's what that's where, where i'm at and so you know just feels phenomenal to pod right now uh did you i mean does that at least put things in perspective did you get a little attention i mean the kids you know their whole thing is like throw a fit get attention it's it's all the uh no just like no attention no attention for that oh i did not want any either i was uh i mean obviously i'm telling the story so i was not at this point i'm over it but at the time i was quite embarrassed of my i mean yeah i've always said if you're not cutting yourself it's like uh what they say about uh, like arriving at the airport, it's like if you're not cutting yourself once every twenty times you use the peeler, you're going too slow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there you go. Uh, it was that was not great, um, but you know at least I made this podcast, 
Um, I've got to be feeling better than than Ryan Timothy Palmer, yeah. um, who, my the, when when we got the the news from him that he wasn't going to make it, I thought very much about my son who has recently gotten kind of like evaluated or whatever in his little preschool, and the the preschool teacher said he's making good choices, which is preschool <laughs> code code for he's like behaving well, and uh, I thought Palmer tonight uh, making good choices. You know, his choice given to him was, uh, you know, come to dinner, come to family dinner, or Ooh. Dan can uh, identify your remains at the morgue. You know, yeah, that, like, those are the choices. Also, boo. Your your choices are be married or not be married. Yeah, and he chose be married. Cho- exactly. So that's a good choices. Good choices. He recognized the choices. choice in front of him. He made the good choice. So, yeah, pour one out for him. We love you, Ryan. Uh. Updates in my life. It was my wife's birthday weekend, and we went big. It was a big one for her. Oh, God. So we it seemed like a great out. weekend to be in Beaverton. It was it was an amazing weekend in Beaverton. Friday, uh, several friends took off work. We went out to the vineyard for lunch. Uh, had a great time. They successfully sold the vineyard membership on multiple members <laughs> of our party after whining and dining us and getting us in a great mood. And then they hit you with the uh, the sell. I am so happy with myself and my wife for not signing up. It was just, you know, keep your head on a swivel when you're out there, folks. Don't let them get to you. Uh, and then had a party last night, which was really fun and just a, just a lovely time. Uh, so shout out to anybody that, that joined us for that stuff. Shout out to my in-laws who carted us around all weekend uh, and, made, and did the babysitting, et cetera, et cetera. Just a uh, lovely weekend. Good, good weekend in Beaverton. Nice, yeah. beautiful. That just sounds great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's going to be a good, good podcast because we're doing it. We're doing it. It's been hyped. It's been talked about. People have been, the, the streets are wondering, where has it been? We are drafting best club football names in the world. Uh, it has to be the proper club name. It's the, we're not talking about no the nicknames. Toffees for Everton, right? No, it's... Everton FC is what you get. It has to be the proper club name. Uh, I was thinking it had to be currently in existence. You guys, before before we started, uh, we'll see. Uh, to me, it depends how good it is. If it's good enough and it's, <laughs> and it's uh, extinct, we'll take it. If it's borderline and extinct, like, what, what are you doing? Just choose something else. Uh and the, otherwise, I don't think there are really rules here. Can, any league doesn't have to be a first division. It doesn't. Yeah. I mean, I think it has to be. I mean, you know, it's not like men's league. Yeah. Well, I mean, I if, you, say, if you want to choose a men's league team, I say yeah. more power to you. But it's got to be like an incredible name. Right. Like exactly, the lower exactly. down the pyramid, the better exactly. the name has to be. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, but then you just get into. I mean, I, okay. I mean, yeah. If right, it's I mean, good enough. There's yeah, no men's okay. league teams on my list, but I'm. If you guys were like, oh yeah. We played this okay. funny team. The multiplier 10 years for ago. men's league. The multiplier for men's league is point oh oh one. Yeah, that's like yeah. way down okay. the pyramid. Okay. All right. So there are no rules. Is basically what we're saying. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But, it, said, but it, it should be said, a soccer team. You said earlier it was in the world. So I, I okay. I'm interpreting that as Earth. Yep. No space jam teams. No space. There. The harder you push the envelope, the better excuse you have to have for pushing the envelope. Is basically <laughs> yeah, what we're exactly. saying. Yep. Exactly. It's yep. got to be worth it. All right. Um, so we're each going to pick five, and then I expect we'll spend another half an hour talking about the ones we didn't quite pick, that, yep. but are also yep. awesome. Uh, two-hour podcast for this warm-up. 
we'll do we'll do serpentine draft, I think, to keep things Ooh. more or less fair. Because this everyone wants their, you know, we want to get it. Um, why don't should do you guys care that much about or actual order? Do we want to try to do that or no? Okay. Uh, on my screen, it's uh, Colin and then me and then Mike. Mike, are you okay? Third and then first. Yeah, let's do it. All right, Colin. Don't pick my teams though. If, if Colin doesn't come with the one that we know he should come with to kick it off, oh, I'd be a little. Do I have to use a pick on the strongest? I th- I, I thought we talked about them on a previous podcast. I thought they were just like that, off off the table. That's off the okay. That is our that's our definition of what we're trying to goat. do here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Bolivia, the strongest, the strongest. Which yeah. by Amazing. the way, they're they're, like to... they're the current title belt holders. Someone here has yeah, to exactly. take the we're belt. We're trying to knock them off. Uh, a little, a little tidbit I learned about them in, in process of researching this. I accidentally learned about them. Uh, they used to be just the strong uh, back <laughs> in like 1905. And then they, and then they upped they... it in like 1908 or whatever. Yeah, I can't remember. I don't have it in front of me. But like, yeah, they became the strongest from just Then the they strong, hired a strength and conditioning coach. <laughs> yeah. So good. It's so good. That club is amazing. That is oh, good. Gosh, it makes me want to move to La Paz. Um, all right. Uh, I'm going to stick in Bolivia just to make a point that the Bolivian first division is yep. the best uh, first division in the world at this. We're um, going to discuss that later. Yeah, I don't think yeah. you're right, but. Well, okay, maybe not the best first division, but if you're going to do how good is the quality of football times, you know. Okay, fair, yeah, fair. Times Anyways. Times. Yeah, whatever. Uh, I'll take club always ready. Oh, God damn it. Yeah. That was also my first pick and controversial statement. I think Club Always Ready is actually a better name than the strongest. Maybe Ooh. it's just because like it's the hipster in me. But I think <laughs> I think this is like a Ronaldo versus Messi debate where you see the strongest, you're like, oh, okay. Oh, that strongest. looks great. That's a that's an incredible name. But then Club Always Ready is just over there and they're just staring you right right in the eyes. <laughs> and they're just like well, they're just, always ready. You yeah, you think you're the ready. strongest, but they, they come, come over in, here. They enter the stadium to Archie Eversoul's "We Ready." Yep, yep, that's a known fact. They're always <laughs> what's that? Uh, if you park backwards in the spot, is that called combat parking? They're always combat <laughs> parking. <laughs> <laughs> they are always ready. They were born ready. They are always ready. They have remained ready for the duration of the club. Uh, yeah. So I, I'm they just didn't, they weren't originally sometimes ready, and yeah. then they up. <laughs> Club always ready. Uh, that's the best pick. Uh, cannot wait um, for the vacation we go on where we see oh always God. ready play against the strongest. That's going to be just oh. monumental. And God. played at like 11,000 feet probably. Yeah. We're going to be sucking air in more ways than one. <laughs> we, can't, we won't be able to breathe. We are not ready. We are not ready or strong enough for that game. <laughs> no, neither. Absolutely neither of those things. Uh, Great first pick. I, that's a, yeah, that's very good. My first pick, I'm worried that Mike will take it if I don't. And it's it's my one of my favorite clubs in the world. And so I just have to have it. I can't let it go. Uh, it's Corinthian Casuals. Mm, it's a yeah, classic. I knew you would take that. I didn't even yeah. put it down because I knew you'd take it. Yeah. It's This is a uh, semi-pro, maybe. Very low level. I think, I think there is money involved. So they're pro. Uh, they casuals i mean come on yeah come on so good just like hey you guys want to go play oh sure like great like what are we gonna do i don't know let's wear white shirts and just like in a gentlemanly fashion sure yeah well i guess we'll play 
<laughs> just casuals. Hey. I mean, also absolutely the opposite of any other club naming convention, right? Like the strongest or like mm-hmm. lions or whatever, mm-hmm. right? And they're they're like, guys, what if we're just casuals? We'll yeah. just be casual with it. Yeah. Why are these guys so hyped up? It might we're, as well we're trying to go to work on Monday. I was gonna say it might as well be work on Monday FC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's also like that uh like you know, you can be like too casual on the ball or like too casual Ooh. with a pass. And like yeah. they're like, Yeah, fuck it, we'll be our, that's our whole shit. That's our whole name. It's just being a little or bit of a little 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm just imagining yeah. them like megging people, but not trying to run around them after they do it. <laughs> <laughs> not worth it, guys. I got the megs. Yep, yep, yeah, yeah. It's a great pick. Uh, so I got to take that. It's I, I I understand if people would be upset about that because it's not uh, maybe the top of the list for most people, but for me, I just I couldn't let it go. Yeah, I had, there good. it is. I mean, I, I was Michael. Like, I was the same as you, Colin. I didn't even have that on my list. I was like, "That's that's reserved that's for the CEO." All right, thank you. I'll have it. Man, Club Always Ready was like my clear, clear number one, and then there's just a lot of great ones, but uh, I don't know if any of them quite measure up. It's but, literally uh, the only one on bold on my list. Yeah, it's an incredible name. You need to have it. Um. All right. I think I think with my first pick, I'm gonna take Invincible Eleven. Straight out of Liberia. Oh, they're on mine. They're on mine. Uh, I've I think I first heard about them. This is a because? real, a real throwback. A Grant Wall profile of George Weah, yeah, like exactly. back in the yeah. day, and he, yeah. and he played for them. Um, it's just the name really says it all. It's it's just like yeah, eleven players, and we can't be beat. Mm. And I I I love the use of the eleven because like yeah. often you know it's. You say like, oh, you know, it's you use an adjective to describe an 11. That's not a real team. It's like, oh, yeah, you know, here's the my best, 11 best names, 11, or, you know, 11, yeah. here's the best guys who ever played for, you know, whatever this thing. Uh, and it's just, you know, it's just it's just lovely. And there's a little bit of bravado involved. So I like that. The casuals are so annoyed by these people and how seriously. They themselves. <laughs> oh, invincible 11. Now, fuck off. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, uh, and then yours, you also with the second pick. All right. I think the next one I'm going to take, we're going to go to Colombia. Millionarios. Yes. Just solid. Millionaires. I have a mil- it's millionaires just kit. a hilarious name for a team. Uh, it, I don't know. It's just something about it just makes me smile of like, you know, they were named millionaires a long time ago before like, we kind of hated millionaires and billionaires in football. And it's just funny to think about, like, I assume they're from the rich side of Bogota or whatever. Yeah. 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 Uh, I don't know. I just, I just fucking love it. I I mean, I think we're going to see a theme here of teams that are not named after places. Um, and so I just love yeah. that, you know, yeah, we're playing millionaires. Oh, where are they from? I don't know. They're just millionaires. Uh, I <laughs> just, yeah. I have a millionaire. They have multiple and- homes. That's exactly why I got there. <laughs> I, I was I was in Bogota, and you know I'm just gonna get whatever, you know, a kit on the street. And I was like, well, obviously I'm gonna get Millenarios. Like that is by far the kit to get. Um, and yeah, I like that they lean into the to the image. I feel like you know you Manchester United fans or something like that. Like they'll downplay how rich the club is, or like 
you know, that's that's not why we're so good. We're so good because yeah, some legacy, Sir Alex Ferguson, blah blah blah. It's the millionaires are like, no, we buy the best players because we're fucking millionaires. That's our shit. Yeah, like that's that. very good. Mike, if that whole thing was just a setup for multiple homes joke, I <laughs> it was worth it. It was worth it. If only. <laughs> uh, all right, I'm back up. I'm going to stay a little more mainstream. Grasshoppers Club Zurich. Yeah. Yeah. Like, who chose Grasshopper? Why are we Grasshopper? That's just, it's a hilarious thing to name a club officially, too. Like, yeah. It's the, it, that's, uh, that's, Grasshoppers is a good example of the the naming convention of being like, I mean, millionaires as well, but just being like, we're just going to fully go with the nickname kind of thing as the the name of the club instead of the, the place. And and grasshoppers is definitely a weird one. Do we know why they're called grasshoppers? No, I didn't look it up. According to Wikipedia, uh, it says the origin of the grasshopper's name is unknown, which is very disappointing. I mean, I think that's even better. The, <laughs> make up your own origin story. The, it Ma- says the, I mean, maybe the animal was named after the club. You know? <laughs> Who's to say? Who's to say? It says the most common explanation refers to early players' energetic post-goal celebrations and that their style of play was nimble and energetic. That's they used fun. to play against the crickets. Yeah. They're arch rivals. We don't talk about the crickets anymore. What happened to those guys? <laughs> Not available to draft in this draft. Just eliminated. Yeah. <laughs> They're out. Uh, Colin, your second pick. All right. Well, no one's really gone the way I'm going to go with this one, which is to go. Well, I guess Mike did take a team from Liberia. I take it back. Um, to go like really down the ladder a bit. Or not down the ladder at all, but to a wild country. And I'm going to take Miscellaneous SC from <laughs> Botswana. Uh, again, a team whose origin of, of why they're miscellaneous could not be traced, but uh, it's a hilarious name, right? It's just like a no-context hilarious name. Uh, would love to see on your schedule that you are playing against Miscellaneous. <laughs> that That is just so good. <laughs> Dude... That seems very disorienting. That I mean, is. I don't even know what to say. Oh, it's SC Sporting Club. Yeah, Sporting Club, baby. SC. It is not F. All right. Got to take these notes properly. <laughs> That's yeah. On the schedule, you're like, who are uh, miscellaneous? Like just miscellaneous. Just a bunch of different guys. Yeah. Just like yeah. Exactly. I wonder. And if not it, like, like different guys, but like different clubs. Like multiple. <laughs> Which club are we playing? Miscellaneous. Just like, miscellaneous. Yeah. Yeah. You know. I, I do like the idea that they were like an all-star team or something of just like a bunch of random dudes thrown together. I'm going to say that's the reason for it. they became a professional club. Yeah, they're like, oh, these guys are pretty good. Let's <laughs> let's keep it going. <laughs> <laughs> Ride this. Let it roll. Uh, all right. And then so I'll, I'll uh, you know, offset the, the going to uh, a division where we've never seen anyone play soccer in Botswana. You know, we don't watch that league. So I'll pick one in the Eredivisie. I'm going to take yeah. Go Ahead Eagles. It's oh. so good. It's so good. Go Ahead Eagles. Like, who was the one who added, like, we're going to be the Eagles. No, we're going to be Go Ahead Eagles. Go Ahead Eagles. Yeah. What does it even mean? How do you, is it like, go ahead, Eagle? Yeah. Like, go on. Is there right? some punctuation? Go Ahead Eagle. Exactly. How I do think, you say it? What does it mean? I just love that these things, I mean, at least for us, English speaking, you know, Something lost in translation, people, is it's up to your interpretation. Is it yeah. go on, Eagles, or is it go ahead, go score? Yeah. Like, 
Yeah, go or ahead. Or is it like our car is broken down and just <laughs> go ahead, Eagles? Go ahead. <laughs> go, bring back the... wave, wave them past. I... They finish bottom of the table every year. <laughs> go ahead, please. Go ahead. Go ahead. I I do just there should be a rule that like each country needs to have like five clubs that the name is just not in the language of that country because it's a <laughs> recipe for great club names. Rail Salt Lake. Sorry for taking one, but we got one. We got one in MLS. Oh, yep, yep. Uh, go ahead, Eagles is so good. That was absolutely on my list. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's nice. All right, back to me. Uh, I. Oh, I'm going to actually, Mike, you pointed me to Liberia here. And so I'm going to go back to the Liberian Premier League. Wow. Great place to be. From the Liberians. Great place to be. For Heaven 11. 11. (laughs) This is, this is why though. Because 11 is spelled out. It is the word 11. Yeah. Same with Invincible 11. Oh, it's amazing. Heaven 11. Just like beautiful, beautiful. Absolutely angelic men floating across the field. (laughs) If they don't play in all white, I'll fucking get out of here. Oh. It's terrible. That's so good. The rhyme? Do I yeah, feel like we don't get enough rhymes? Really strong. Yeah, that is true. Do you think there, there's like the eleven derby of heaven eleven versus invincible eleven? Oh, you have to. Why assume. do you think heaven eleven are heaven eleven? Because invincible eleven fucking killed them and <laughs> sent them to heaven. <laughs> they just call that game twenty two. I think. Yeah. Just <laughs> the twenty two. All it is. The twenty two. Yeah. I love that. I just I couldn't let it go, even though I just found out about that. That's, <laughs> that's lovely. It's just too good. Um, all right, here with two making a sh- making a a run at Bolivia. This is yeah. um this is one that I had on my list, and I I left there. And if one of you had taken it, I really would have tipped my cap to you. And I'm glad neither of you did, because I'm picking Nack Breda from Holland from the Netherlands. And you think oh, okay, okay. Nack Breda? What's that's a not an exciting name. It's a weird Mac, name. Those are three letters. And then Breda, that's the name of a place. But what you don't know is that NAC Breda is an abbreviation of two teams that joined each other, joined together in 1912. There was uh, NOAD, which stands for, uh, I'm not going to read the Dutch, but it stands for Never Give Up, Always per- Persevere. And there is Advendo. Again, not going to read the Dutch, but it stands for Pleasant for its Entertainment and Use for and useful for its relaxation. And the C stands for <laughs> combination. So if you put this all together, it means uh, never give up, always preserve, pleasant for its entertainment and useful for its relaxation. Combination, Breda, which is beautiful, truly an all-timer. And it's one where I really wish we didn't use the uh, the abbreviation because I think <laughs> we're, we're really missing out here on the spirit of the club. I think... I mean, look, we're a uh, an independent podcast. We can do what we want. I think we should just make it our policy that we never use the abbreviation. <laughs> we, I, we, I feel like we can do that now. We, know, we have a majority on the podcast. We know like 12 words of Dutch, and it's just the, the abbreviated <laughs> words of Nack Breda. Uh, love it. Yeah, so that is very good. I feel like I knew that at one point. As soon as you said it, I was like, yeah. "Oh, there is an amazing yeah. story," but I don't remember what it I is. I think yeah. th- I did them on uh, the classroom corner when we had that two hundred mm-hmm. episodes oh, ago. Could have been, yeah, yeah. It's it's definitely one of those that, uh, yeah, I think we've all heard it at some point, but it's it's not yeah. it's top, not top of mind. Yeah, it's a great draft pick. It's a yeah, great draft. I'm pick. I'm happy with it. I'm happy with it. Um, and I think for my number four. Oof. 
you know, I'm going to go with with one that's we all know well. Uh, and so it might kind of slip under the radar and take us to Scotland. Hearts of Midlothian. It's just a yeah, it's fucking nice. great name. Uh, we and it, again, trivia. Yeah, we got we got a little trivia from our time with uh, with Yogish. And it's it's kind of unfortunate that they're just called hearts. Usually not the full name again. You really need the full name for the the full impact. But yeah, it's you know more teams named after what was it books or poems? I you know I wasn't paying attention enough yeah. when we were talking with Yogesh, but <laughs> some kind of literary item. Uh, it's fucking great. I basically paid enough attention to know that if there's a trivia question about Scottish football, the answer is <laughs> hearts, hearts of Midlothian. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean that. I, I figured that out. Yeah. It's, I, I you definitely get extra points as well uh, in a team name if it's like extremely evocative of the place. Like Hearts of Midlothian is like, I mean, it could be a soccer team or it could be like a movie about Scotland. Yeah, like that yeah. has nothing to do with soccer. Mm-hmm. That is absolutely true. It could be a love story. It could be. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. What's that? Uh, a Scottish love story. <laughs> I love. I like also that it's a real thing. You know, it's like a monument that's also on the street. It's like so many yeah. layers of you know, that place. And they also, you know, don't have to say like, oh yeah, by the way, this is where we're from. It's like, you know, or you don't. It's a novel going back to it. A Walter Scott novel. There we go. Heart, the heart of Midlothian. Uh, that's very good. Uh, I did not have that on my list. That's a good get. Uh, all right. Back to me. I- my list does not does not lean that way at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can Goofy. tell with uh, miscellaneous SC. <laughs> My, yeah, miscellaneous SC is more what I'm going for. I mean, that's so good. I something. I mean, maybe it's the multiplier effect that we were talking about, but like the the really mainstream ones that are just great names. I'm really drawn to. So I'm taking Newell's Old Voice. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Like it's. I don't know why every other men's league team is not called such and such old, old boys. boys. Like they should all just be old yeah. boys. What are we doing? Yeah. Yeah. And then for this to be like one of the dominant clubs uh, in, uh, oh geez, Argentina. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like it's just so good. It It's the same as casuals. Maybe it's evocative of like, just, Hey, we're just out here playing and we're better than you still. So deal with it. We're just Newell's old boys. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I just like the, uh, the idea. Well, I mean, we might be, I might be spoiling a pick here, but, you know that they the club used to have a young and old team. Yeah. And oh, is that? Because oh. this is the senior team, so yeah. you call them the old boys. Yeah, I like I it. I love it. Yeah, I think um, to that point, Colin, like in like old timey English soccer, a lot of the like early teams were like this prep school's alumni. Yeah, exactly. And it was like you know McAllister College Old Boys FC. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, we're we're getting together in 1861 to play against Carleton College Old Boys FC. This I love it. Yeah, it's hilarious. Okay. It is. Yeah, exactly. It just, it's very the good. fact that that persisted though is is uh, beautiful, and Newell's should take a lot of credit for it. Yeah. Yeah. What is Newell's? Do we know? It's just a dude, I think. Just a dude. I think. I think. Believe it. I think uh, in my Wikipedia cruising, it was just like a teacher and his, you know, oh. kids. So it's not even the his kids were just like, oh yeah, like Mr. Newell. He was a cool, or you know, Senior Newell. He was, he was a cool guy. Like, let's name our team after him. 
there's always that like one high school uh teacher that's just legendary in your high school yeah. oh yeah. he's he's an english guy isaac newell who was one of the guys who like came over and you know brought uh the game to argentina game. and like okay. really trained people. <clears throat> by the way they play in uh estadio marcelo bielsa in case you're wondering <sighs> mm, it's beautiful yeah. i'm impressed that he's got a stadium named after him he's like not that old well he's fucking bielsa well, he certainly is <laughs> uh colin your fourth and final fifth oh, pick all right, well, I'll just, you know, tip my hand how much my list is not at all like Hearts of Midlothian here. <laughs> lean into lean into my wild names, I guess. First of all, I'm going to take another one that uh, is just for fun. I'm going to take Salsa Ballers, uh, who are in the, <laughs> the top division in Anguilla. Anguilla? How do you pronounce that, Mike? Anguilla? I don't even know what. I don't know what country you're talking about, but A-N-G-U-I-L-L-A. I almost certainly can't pronounce it. Yeah, one of those um, things. So, one of the ways you said it was probably right. I don't know. I feel like it's a Dutch um, Caribbean nation, Dutch, you know. Um, yeah. But Salsa Ballers, obviously, I mean, speaks for itself. Um, don't really need to put too much on that. It's just <laughs> d- d- 100% sounds like a men's league team that just got really good, and they kept the name Salsa Ballers. <laughs> um, and then for my last pick, I'm gonna imitate. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, you, uh, you want to talk I, about Yeah, I'm googling Anguilla as fast as I can, mm. and maybe the one of the main islands in Anguilla is called Scrub Island, oh. which would just be an amazing place for to just to be scrubs, Scr- scrub, you know? Scrubs FC. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we don't work. want no scrubs. We don't yeah. want no scrubs. <laughs> Might as well be called Washed FC. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Well, after you graduate to, from old boys, you become washed. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, all right. Uh, all right. I don't know how I'm going to intro this team, but it's it's really me imitating Mike's uh, pick of NAC Breda, who I now can't remember the name we're supposed to call them, um, <laughs> because I'm picking Top Ass. Who play Ooh. in the second division in Netherlands? Uh, top is uh, so that's T O P space O S S, which is you know almost ass. So that's really <laughs> what I like about it. Uh, but top is a uh, you know whatever acronym or whatever stands for to our pleasure, but also like that it. also works as tots on plaisir in. Dutch. Mm-hmm. Um, so to our pleasure. And a little tidbit about them is that they were have always been na- had a little, uh, you know, three letter abbreviation as their thing before us, which is the, where they're from. Uh, first, they had Kleinmar Dapper, which means small but brave. But it turned like out that that, mo- that many clubs had that uh, that name. It turns <laughs> out that many clubs were started with small but brave. Which is fucking nuts to me. Back in 1930, Netherlands, that they were all wanting to be small but brave, and everyone uh, wants Top to be the underdog. Had to switch to to our pleasure. But to, anyway, to our pleasure Ta- sounds very uh, like the casuals of of yes. the Netherlands. It's, it's and that one I like. It has a little bit of casuals to it, uh, but you know, it also, for my preferences, also sounds like top ass, <laughs> and I like that. <laughs> 
that's you got it. The multiplier is big. Yeah. It's really big for yeah. that. I like that. Yeah, for any it scores like, on two it scores on two scorecards. Adjacent uh vulgarity, but like very soft vulgarity. Yeah. It's like perfect. Yeah. It's perfect. Yeah. Uh I'm a little surprised that this one isn't off the board yet. It's an amazing club name. I think it gets extra bonus points for the crest, which is just an amazing, amazing thing. We're going to Finland mm. to take FC Santa Claus. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. And the crest is exactly what you want it to be. It <laughs> yes. is Santa Claus sitting at a desk with a quill pen, apparently making a list and checking it twice. No, he's signing. With- he's making, he's making, it's deadline day. <laughs> he's signing the naughty. The fax players. machine is in the background. Yeah. <laughs> There's a soccer ball on either side of him. Uh, it's just Santa Claus. I love it. I Beautiful. absolutely love Great it. Great pick. Yeah, and it's it's just goofy. So I FC Santa Claus. I just imagine um, you know people in northern Finland have a very odd sense of humor or unique, and yeah, many people too. outside of northern Finland would probably find it odd. Yeah, uh, and I yeah, it's just. The perfect place for an FC Santa Claus. Uh, yes, it is perfect. I they were originally founded in '92, so like recent enough that definitely this is a joke, uh, <laughs> and it just stuck. It's great. Uh, Mike, your last pick. Man, last pick. Weirdly, weirdly, a lot of pressure to end on a strong one. Um, you know, I'm gonna keep it in Holland. Honestly, wow, just a Holland. great place for oh. names. Uh, quick boys. They're just called quick boys. <laughs> what division is that? Uh, I don't know. I think I, I, for some reason, I think I heard of them because I think Dirk Kautz Koitz played for them. Maybe some, some, you know, famous Dutch player like played for them, you know, when he was 17 years old before moving to, you know, Ajax yeah, right. or whatever. And so it's just one of those that's always stuck out for me as like a, a funny name. And oh, I just, I just love the acronym quick to describe yeah. a player. It's like, yeah, we just fucking we're darting around. You just you can't even see us. <laughs> no, no plotting center backs shall ever be signed. <laughs> They're small yeah. but brave, you know, those guys. Right? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh that's very good. Quick voice. Uh that's it. Colin took always ready, miscellaneous SC, go ahead, Eagles, salsa ballers, and top ass. Mm. That's just a, just top ass. It's amazing. Uh, I took Corinthian Casuals, Grasshoppers, Club Zurich, Heaven Eleven from Liberia, Newell's Old Boys, and FC Santa Claus. And Mike took uh, Invincible Eleven, Millionarios, uh, Nak Breda. Oh, oh, I broke our own rule. Uh, sorry. Yeah, sorry. I can't. I don't remember it all. It's hard. like 20 words. Too what much. Yeah. Uh, Hearts of Midlothian and Quick Boys. It's very good. I do want to go back. Yeah, that's nice. And it's deep. It's educational. Yeah. That's that's wonderful. Uh, Colin claiming that uh, Bolivia is the top league for names. Botswana is really good. We didn't pick any out of Botswana. Uh, Miscellaneous is from Botswana. Miscellaneous was? All right. Miscellaneous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also in Botswana, Holy Ghost. Mm. Mm. Nice. Eleven Angels. Mm. Nice. Police eleven and prisons eleven. Oh man, those are police eleven versus not prisons saying, eleven. I prisons do not 11. want to be at those games. Fuck. <laughs> oh, no, thank you. I betcha. Uh, 
Yeah, in in the, like in the Caribbean, also they have a lot of those leagues where like yeah. uh, the the best teams are named after like Defensa y Justicia and like shit like that. Yeah, um, Dan, you didn't even mention Township Rollers from Botswana, which is an incredible name. Ooh. Rollers is a great uh, a great word, like a great adjective or whatever for a <laughs> yeah. team. Or just roll verb, in, verb, play a game, verb. roll out, just roll yeah. those motherfuckers. Yep. Good. Uh, That's good. Man, can I just like run through a few others that I've got on my list? Yeah, please, oh, God, please do. So many good ones. Uh, this is one that I, I'm kind of upset I didn't actually use as my last pick. My last pick from Japan, the Suzuka Suzuka Point Getters. Oh, the oh. no, the Point Getters. That is their name. Oh, the Point Getters. Yeah, we talked about them once before on the pod. Just incredible name. That's very good. Um, Chicken Inn FC. Yeah, I where they're from. Queen. It's just a sponsor one, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's still good. It gets points. Still good, but yeah, it's not. It's not quite as good. Um, Humble Lions from Jamaica, great name. Mm, that's nice. Joe Public from Trinidad and Tobago. Yes, yes. <laughs> and a decent name. team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like the best team in Trinidad, I think. Um, Club America, I feel like, is one of those that just kind of flies under the radar because we know them so well. But it's like, yeah, this is fucking plus again, plus the crest. Uh, I think somebody said Defensa and. Justicia from Argentina. Um, another good one from Argentina. Club Gimnasia y Esgrima, which means gymnastics and fencing club. So it's just a soccer team that's called the Gymnastics and Fencing Club. I just think that's pretty it's dope. Just cross tra- just cross training for fencing. Yeah. <laughs> just fitness. Uh, <laughs> uh, Hearts of Oak from Ghana. Always like that name. That's good. Yeah. Uh, and then there's a there's like several teams from South Africa. That are just like named after a player from South Africa who played on a team somewhere else. So there's a team called Jomo Cosmos. This guy Jomo played for the NY Cosmos and then came back and started his own club. There's a team called Kaiser Chiefs because there's a guy who played for the Atlanta Kaiser Chiefs. Kaiser Chiefs is good. Yeah. yeah. Just I I just again think that's such a f- awesome naming convention. Like I would love for Messi to just start his own team and it's just like. Messy Barcelona, Barcelona, but Barcelona. they're lo- they're located in you know Ohio. <laughs> His MLS expansion team is called Messy Barcelona. <laughs> yeah, but they're just in you know Dayton. Just Dayton. <laughs> yep. I mean that's where he wanted to retire. Who can blame him? Yeah. You know, taxes are low. Uh, oh, uh, there, there's another one in South Africa. There's a, a sports channel that's just called Super Sport, and the team is called Super Sport United, like that. Kind of the uh, the ones we all know, but are still fun names. Young Boys, Sheffield Wednesday, Nottingham Forest, Accrington, Accrington Stanley, Plymouth Argyle. They're all like... Argyle is a good Yeah, that's yeah. good. Argyle's good. Uh, uh, Lincoln Red Imps mm. from Gibraltar yep. have made yep. Europa League. Uh, and then another one on my list that I thought about picking was Solid SC from Ooh. Sri Lanka. That's nice. Mm, that's nice. Oh, the- TTM Thailand Tobacco Monopoly FC. <laughs> love, but, love a team named after like a business, you know, monopoly. Business, the most a business crime. <laughs> like, uh, uh, to, to defend the uh, uh, honor of the Bolivian pr- first division, uh, I also love uh, and used to have a kit of Club Deportivo Jorge Wilsterman, mm. Uh, mm. which is, I just like that they like, 
for instance, your South African teams, they're named after a person, but like just one name, you know, it's just like part of the name. They fully just named this thing after Jorge Wilsterman. Yeah. And Jorge Wilsterman is just an aviator. He is a famous pilot from Bolivia. Love he it. is not a soccer player. He has no affiliation to the game. Just, just an inspiration. Just, yeah. A, yeah. Oh, just Amelia oh. Earhart FC. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. Um, that's a great thing. It's a great name. It would be a great name. Yeah. Uh, next men's league team, uh, just Amelia Earhart. <laughs> Colo Colo from Chile is the same thing. It's just named yeah, after like a, like a freedom fighter, like an indigenous freedom fighter. Sriracha FC. Yeah, why not? Good one. Yeah. Uh, Himalayan Sherpa Club. I like that. <laughs> Just, just great stuff. Um, uh, there were a couple that I thought might get picked that are no longer named by these things, but uh, Botswana Meat Commission, solid team name. <laughs> All these ones that are like, I mean, they're always good ones that are like, yeah, named after the sponsor or like where they work or like, yeah, yeah, yeah some trade or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Queen of the South from Scotland. Oh yeah, this is Queen of the South Football Club. I love that. It's like the city's nickname is the Queen of the South. There was so I thought of this idea all because of some team, and now I don't even remember what team it is, and I wish I did, but it's uh it's lost to the sands of time. Mm. These are very very good. Any last ones? Covered them. I mean, I'm sure. Let us know. I'm sure, as soon Get as we're off the pod, yeah. we're gonna come up with twelve yeah. more that we'll text each other. Soccerthread at gmail.com. Let us know what we missed. Uh, we didn't touch. I mean, MLS is fully goofy ones. We didn't touch any of them. Maybe they're too normal for us. I feel like if somebody in England was doing this, they, they'd put some MLS teams in there. Yeah. I thought about taking Milwaukee Rampage. You know, I mean, Rampage, Milwaukee yeah. Wave United is. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, we have disparate waves that we need to bring together? I don't understand. Well, that is because Milwaukee, waves. Milwaukee Wave was the indoor team. Milwaukee Wave United was the outdoor team. There you go. I mean, yeah. still makes no sense, but I love it. <laughs> right. Uh, what a warm up. I'm, I'm feeling warm. We also have a month's worth of emails. Uh, and luckily, not much else to talk about because, you know, we don't what care. What is this about? What is this? What is this? Mike, give us emails. Okay. Uh, first one is from Raymond. He says, and again, some of these emails, you know, have, have aged well, some maybe not as well. I'm just going to read them as I get them. All right. It's not for me to interpret these emails. Uh, What percentage of blame do you put on Spurs, Everton, Chelsea, and Liverpool for their teams having a bad season? Uh, He says for Everton, for example, 70% goes to the front office, 20% goes to the coach and the rest of the players. Uh, So Colin, you're the Everton expert. Does that sound right to you? Yeah. I mean, most of the blame for us goes to the front office for sure. Uh, If you look at how much money we've spent, uh in like yeah we are like 20th in the world in spending in whatever category you know so our, so last in the premier league basically i mean uh <laughs> yeah not quite cuz you know real madrid is in there Barcelona's psg's in there, in there. Yeah. psg's yeah. in there uh or like wages or whatever whatever you're going to put like we're 20th in in the world or or higher and uh to be as shit as we are is an absolute embarrassment and it's because we've signed bad players and we've let good players go and uh, we have no long-term vision. And and now we just went through a uh, 
uh, transfer window where we needed to stay up, and I uh, didn't get a damn soul. Well, so, got you got yeah. a new manager. Got a new manager. Got a new manager. So working well. Let's work it in. We're not yeah. going to come back to this later, yeah. so let's work it in. I here. mean. Lampard out, which I totally missed until like Dyche was on the sideline today. And yeah, I was what's like, What's he doing here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Lampard's been out. And even before he was out, like there was like a good solid three days where it's like, He's going to be out. He knows he's going to be out. He has said he's going to be out. And they just haven't yeah. pulled the trigger for whatever reason, yeah. for contract negotiating reason. So, um, yeah, Lampard uh, kind of fell apart there. He had some, you know, I'd say he, he was who he thought he was in the end. Uh, not a great manager, uh, in over his head, didn't have the players to survive anyway, or like to, you know, be good. So not, not most of the blame to him, but, uh, definitely the job at Everton right now calls for a more experienced manager. Yeah. He'll, he'll be in at uh, DC United, I would guess by like July, August of this year. Yeah. Something for us to look forward to. I'm not uh, saying he's completely incompetent. Yeah. Um, Dan, of these other three teams that Ray mentioned, Spurs, Chelsea, Liverpool, which one do you want to talk about? And then assess your blame numerically. Liverpool is the most interesting to me, I think, because Klopp seems like he's... Is he just past his shelf life? Yeah, I was Or say, is he washed? Sure seems like, it's, like that's the... It, it feels like it's a lot of Klopp, because those players... I, I generally don't blame players a lot. These guys are professionals. They know that even if their teams are losing, they you know should be playing well to stay keep themselves in the shop window or whatever. Like professional soccer players are psychos. That's how they've gotten where they've gotten. They're playing at the top of their ability basically. So it's hard for me in any of these cases to really blame the players. Coaches also psychos. Uh, I think we should point out though. Fair. Yeah, but they can be messing up. Like they. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, Liverpool's the most interesting to me. Um, and they just signed Klopp, like, re-upped, what, last summer or something through 2026 or, like, long-term. Even when he came in, I mean, Palmer's talked about this before, I think, but, like, he came in and was like, yeah, I do three years or whatever, and I won't sign an extension. And then he did sign an extension, and now they're terrible, and, like, it doesn't look great, and it kind of seems like he doesn't have great ideas because he's complaining about ref biases and, like, var and and bad luck and stuff and it's like i don't like just feels like a lot of that is down to uh the management structure or just being stale or something so uh i think that's the one for me yeah it seems like the squad's there i i don't see that at the front office has done a bad job building that squad there have been some new blood uh, over the last few years, and maybe yeah. it hasn't like turned over totally, but like they're good players there, yeah. And it's just not working out. So I think Klopp maybe is is majority blame I, at Liverpool. I do wonder because they're coming off a season where they were legitimately this close to being quad winners. They won the two domestic cups, and they came in second in the Premier League, and they finished runners up in the Champions League. And I think they were second in the Premier League by not a lot. It's not like oh they were twenty yeah. points off. Yeah, they were they were right there. Yeah. And I wonder if just like the all of that, just everybody needed some time to kind of unwind, like, you know, not no one's going to say that, but just like the stress of being in so many big games that like that plus a lot of these guys are in the World Cup is just maybe like just mentally 
they're just not at a hundred percent. But is that on the manager to like yeah, find the motivation say, or like find the balance of rest and recuperation? Oh, sure. I mean, like, yeah, I think you can definitely blame Klopp. I, I, I'm just wondering if, you know, if he sticks around and most of this, these guys stick around, it doesn't seem like they're imploding. No one's like calling for Klopp's head or anything. I, I, I mean, you know, I barely watch soccer anymore. Who knows? Maybe I'm missing this, but I don't feel like we're seeing lots of articles where it's like the dressing room is in turmoil. It just feels like things are not quite clicking, but a lot, you know. But yeah, maybe that's just, maybe that's Klopp's fault. I'm just sad that he's so pretty. He's lost his like punk rock German underground edge to me. And I think that's the real problem. He's yeah. like, yeah, he's. He's too soft. He's, he, he's too. He's too pretty. He's getting ready to like go coach at LA Galaxy. That'd be great. Yeah. I'd love to have him here. Yeah, it would be fun. Um, all right. Conversely, <clears throat> uh, Arsenal, Newcastle, Man United. How much of that success goes to the players versus the coach versus the front office? Colin, any of those you want to take? I'll take Arsenal. I mean, I think you got to give a lot of credit to that front office and Mikel Arteta. That has been slowly built over time. There has I give a lot of credit to that front office for sticking with Mikel Arteta when they've had some, you know, seasons where they've fallen below the fans' expectations. They've stuck with him. Uh, he has built a system and brought in, you know, his players and, and everything like that, and it's finally clicked uh, to basically everyone else's surprise who's not in that building kind of thing. Um, so I think anytime that happens, you got to give a lot of credit to the front office and and Mikel Arteta. And obviously, you give credit to the players who are the ones who you know score the goals. But um, they're being put in a pl- position to succeed, uh, and that's obviously not easy, right? That's why um, Everton are shit, right? Um, so one thing I like about the current Ever- or current Arsenal is also that it feels a lot like the old good Arsenal in like the mid aughts or whatever, where <laughs> it's a lot of players who you knew and were underperforming from elsewhere and were brought in and like refined themselves or, yeah. or put in a position to succeed. You know, like, uh, you know, famously Henri came from Juventus and was like played on the wing yeah. and Wenger brought him in and he played up front and like became one of the best ever. Uh, I think a lot of those other guys, I yeah. won't be able to like go off the list, right? But like Youngberg and Vieira and whatever, these guys all like came from other places and it all just fit and worked. And it has that same feeling right now with, um, you know, Odegaard and yeah. uh, Gabby whatever, Jesus. All these other guys. Like Gabby Jesus, yeah. uh, Jorginho coming in. Like it's just, it's kind of cool. It feels like that old Arsenal to me. Yeah. And and I think also they've got a couple like academy guys that thrown in there too. I mean, Saka the, yeah. is is the big one for sure. But it's like this, yeah. It does feel like they're kind of getting back to their their roots a little bit. Uh, Colin, a moment for Newcastle United, or should we just move on? Let's move on. Let's move on. Um, Pearson asked us to talk about Arsenal. We there, we just did that. Is there maybe for all of these though? I'm a little bit struck that. You probably have to give, like, for success, you have to give credit to the front office because it's hard to be successful without them. But for failure, uh, I don't know. Maybe I have it backwards. But I'm thinking of the, the Trapatoni quote a little bit. Like, a manager can make it 55% better or 30% worse. I feel like the front office is, is it the same or is it opposite of that? Like, you have to 
the the squad has to be built properly for a team to be successful generally but then also the players get the credit if it goes well or something i don't know yeah yeah, i i not, i feel like the players usually get the credit like uh which is totally fair but like yeah when arsenal uh you know if they lift the trophy at the end of this year uh you know it's not going to be the front office guys who or the scouting director who's going to be down there yeah. uh lifting the trophy right and and like fair enough like he's not going to score any goals but yeah you know uh i think whoever the the brain trust is who was making the decisions like to stick with Markel Arteta i think is like that's a hard decision to make at some certain times when he's been the manager there and if they don't do that if they don't stick with that vision they try to blow it up they're they're not where they are right so uh, i think you have to in the game like this where you're going to be like oh assigning credit or whatever obviously the credit for all the goals goes to the players on the field but like um that's i think what arsenal has done differently than um yeah a chelsea an everton or whatever whoever you want to compare them to who hasn't had that success is, is the long-term vision has paid off yeah yeah i mean i, I do think one, one more thought on arsenal like <clears throat> you know jesus was kind of the the talisman early in the year he gets injured he's i think he's out for the rest of the season and they've still looked pretty strong they've got you know katia who's come in uh who i don't think many people rated particularly highly and he seems to be doing the job and it's <clears throat> to me it's kind of a, a interesting question of like is he doing well because he's in a system that's really well? Is he doing well because Arteta's somehow inspiring him to like be better than he actually is? Or is he like, you know, somehow stepped up his game and he's he's actually better than we all thought he was and, you know, he should have been a Premier League starting player all along. You know, but even if he's better than he we all thought he was, like, isn't that also a front office, like good good on the front front office for giving him a chance or sticking with him or whatever? I mean, you know, I think like I guess you can Sounds give the front office any, any any credit for a guy that's on the team, but like, yeah, yeah. it's it's splitting hairs. Anyway, um, good job, Arsenal. Well, we really need we need yeah Matt Turner to get just enough games to get a, a league medal. Yeah. That's all we need right now. Don't think it's gonna happen. <laughs> Don't think he's played a single Premier League minute so far. So true. Got to hope for like a Europa League title. Uh, Pearson wants us to talk about Arsenal, and we just did that. Congratulations, Ben. Uh, we did strategically choose this podcast for after they lost to Everton. Um, yeah. So just kind of, you know, <laughs> tamper your expectations a little bit because uh, it's still Arsenal. We shouldn't forget that. Uh, next email, final email, is from Vincent. You can't have a Raymond email without a Vincent email. It's just it's in the bylaws in the podcast. Um, <clears throat> he... He wants to talk about, you know, the the big questions, the kind of questions that really Ryan Palmer should be answering, but he's not here, so you guys are going to have to do your best. Uh, talking about, you know, U.S. soccer, he says, we do a poor job of player identification and sports, mismatching positions. Uh, he brings up J.J. Watts, who Colin brought up on the last pod, uh, I think just to say that his high school soccer team beat J.J. Watts' high school soccer team. Uh, Hell yeah. And he says, it's funny because J.J. Watts was recruited by only one team, Central Michigan, and we almost missed out on one of the greatest defensive players of all time. He yeah, says, great tight end there, too. Yeah. In my opinion, soccer will have truly made it when we hear more stories like Kobe Jones and Steve Nash. Kobe Jones was introduced to soccer at a young age because his mom could not pick him up from school, and he just joined the team that was playing around there. 
Steve Nash didn't own a basketball until he was 13. He played soccer and hockey before then. Um, and he says that we should flip flip the script and just give everyone soccer balls uh, and then just let the cream rise to the top. Um, and I guess to his larger point about like player identification and mismatching positions, I mean, it's just hard out there. Like, I don't really know what you're supposed to do other than do your best and you're going to miss some and just, you know, hope JJ watch doesn't quit soccer after high school. And like, is there a better way to identify who's going to be good and put them in spots to succeed? No, I think identification is like you said, is hard and whatever. And you can maybe some, uh, other countries have more, uh, you know, better trained coaches at who can, you know, pull out the right, the right player from their team to say, Hey, this kid should be in the academy of the um, local club instead of my rec league thing or something like that. You know, you want to make the, the level higher everywhere in instruction for youth soccer. Sure. Definitely. That's always a good thing. But I think really it's, yeah, that it's always, people are always going to slip through the cracks and having more kids play is the answer. So, uh, or having more kids care and play harder and play more hours and all that kind of good stuff. So, I don't think there's a good answer to that. That's a that's a, a hard problem. I mean, it's particularly hard in the United States because we're so spread out and because soccer is not the number one sport, right? So, yeah, it's it's more like a question of how do you, you make it the number one sport, really, right? Uh, yeah, exactly. And but in terms of like recruiting and not letting kids slip through the cracks and stuff, like you're just not going to be able to have a professional scout hanging out in you know, like whatever Des Moines, just checking to see what's going on in the youth clubs in Des Moines. Right. It's like not the same as in England or France or someplace that's much more compact and established in terms of the structure of it all, I suppose. I mean, maybe France is a good example because they've done this amazing job of identifying players and like bringing them into the national program and generating these amazing uh, national teams over the last whatever for eight years. Uh, so it's just so much different here. I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm saying the same thing as Colin. I'm not sure what you're supposed to do, except just hope that more kids fall in love with soccer. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, <clears throat> if, if you put us out on the field to identify talent, like we'd probably be better than our, our parents were doing the same job because we watched the game more. We played more and probably our kids in, you know, 20 to 40 years would be better than us. Uh, and we're just like a few generations behind. So, you know, even putting all those geographic issues and size issues aside, it's just like, yeah, you could have somebody in Des Moines and then if they don't know how to spot J.J. Watt, you know, compared to some other defensive tackle, it doesn't, doesn't matter. I mean, I also think I agree with Vincent. Like, yeah, absolutely. This is like, if you could snap your fingers and make one thing like world class, player identification and like early development training absolutely top of the list like you're not wrong that that it's lacking but like i don't know i also how do you how do you snap that finger yeah i just think that that is just too hard of a problem uh an example is it doesn't come from soccer Uh, i was just listening to a podcast a football podcast and uh the defensive end max crosby who plays for the raiders i believe uh, was on the podcast and he was telling a story about he went to actually I think Eastern Michigan, but anyway he was talking to his old defensive coordinator or whatever and he said yeah 
I do this thing when I, I was just interviewing a new defensive line coach. And what I did was, and I've been doing, uh, is I give them high school tape of five players uh, from over the years. And then I ask them to evaluate those players and say, like, oh, who, I love who would you recruit? Who would you take? And uh, he said that Max Crosby, who's, you know, the best defensive lineman ever to come through that school, right? He's a very successful NFL player, always gets towards the bottom of the pile. You're like, no one ever picks him. And so it's like, clearly in the end, he's the best one of those dudes. He was, he got drafted. He was the best in college and now in, in the NFL. But, you know, he wasn't putting it on tape at that point in his career. He just wasn't, no one is going to pick him, yeah. right? Like all the coaches are not, are not picking him. So it's well, not necessarily like, oh, one bad coach or we need to train these coaches better. Like, I think also like having a problem, having a bunch of like central and eastern Michigan schools for guys who don't pop off at you know, age exactly. 16, yeah. that's, that's an asset too. So like, right. so that's what I'm know, saying this... of like having more people play more opportunities, more clubs, blah, blah, blah. You get yeah. more spots for guys to develop slowly. Yep. All right. Well, we solved it. There you go. There you go. Uh, soccer thread at gmail.com. Just send us the funny club names that we missed because they're out there. Colin, don't we have a new sponsor? No, what? <laughs> We oh, got an email. Yes. We got an email. Oh man. What was that? I can't remember, but I wanted to make fun of it. Was it manscaped uh dot com? Is that correct? Yeah, that's right. That's yep. right. Manscaped uh man grooming products. I wish I had pre- prepared for this because I would be reading the email right now. Uh but they they wanted to be our new Heineken and uh they reached out to us to do a little they were like, We think Manscaped and the Soccer Thread Podcast are a perfect fit. And blah blah blah. Like I was no, no, you we're not who no. you're looking for. But uh, everyone sure. that listens to this is either already fully scaped or <laughs> made the decision that they are doing zero scaping. We stopped scaping a long time ago. A long time ago. But I don't think they have to be the new Heineken either. I think uh I think we have space for a beer sponsor and a That's uh, true. That's true. A man razor sponsor. There's room on the kit. There's room on the kit. Yep. Exactly. Yep. Very good. Um I don't know if we have anything else to talk about. I'd like to propose that moving forward, we become a U.S. women's national team podcast because uh, I think that's what's interesting yeah. this year. And they win games. She Believes Cup is, uh, they just announced the rosters. It's coming up. Sweet. Coming up. Canada, Japan, and Brazil. I mean, those are great games. There's, uh, I, think, uh, I think we should focus on it a little bit this year. Let's so fucking cover my, it. Let's I'm do it. it. I'm I'm putting it out there into the ether to make us uh what's that, you know? If you want to get fit, you have to post about it on Facebook so that you're pressure you're pressuring yourself into doing it or whatever. Yep. That's what I'm one doing. of the many reasons I'm no longer on Facebook. I'm just not trying to get fit out here. Very content with you're my on, personal level of fitness. You're on two sports teams, Mike. Yeah, you're <laughs> out of here. The fittest. <laughs> Mike was All right. Mike was just the fit, but then he uh in nineteen oh eight upgraded to the fittest. <laughs> Then he added Broomball. Now he's the fittest. fittest. That's amazing. All right. What else, guys? Anything, anything. Going once. All right. Bedtime. Thanks, Thanks, Cliff. Thanks, Cliff. Bye, guys. Nice sweater, Mike.
is there anything actually in terms of soccer that we should cover? Everton win, Lampard out, Dyche in, Liverpool continue to suck, DJ. Arsenal lose, but so do City. DJ. Yeah. All that. Um, yeah, I mean, we can talk about all that if we get to it, but... What's I, mean, there? I think I think you just you just yeah. take that ten seconds of audio that you just did and you just put it at the end. Just Clip put it, it in. at the end. Yeah. Premier League covered. <laughs> uh, all right, that works. That works. Handled. Every podcast needs a Palmer. <laughs>